Hi, this is Mark from the Daily Ride Podcast. Uh, everyone who subscribes gets to go to heaven. Everyone who doesn't, straight to hell. Wow, really laying it on thick there. Uh, okay. I'm going to have things bullshit anyway. Right, no, I know, I know. I've been... All right, just trying they, to get them They to might not know that. Okay, all right. Wow. Yeesh. <laughs> Subscribe and tell a friend. Hi, this is Mark and Francois doing the Daily Ride podcast for Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. And even though I've been invited to the Spring Scholastic Book Fair, we're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. If you knew this, Dad, but the beat goes on. <laughs> yes, indeed, the beat goes on. I tell you what's funny about that is uh, they're doing that video in a barn. Okay. I mean, I guess does uh, it does it matter? Well, I guess the beat goes on in the uh, barn too. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like. Well, it's just sort of weird, you know. They're too like very sort of hip modern socialite types singing the beat goes on they're very serious about it too like they're not smiling when they sing that sure. it's not like hey the beat goes on all right yeah. it's like the beat goes on my it's friend like, hey motherfucker <laughs> they're wearing these giant fur coats the beat goes on <laughs> they're taking it all very seriously you know what goes on the beat <laughs> you can't stop it it's the beat no it's the beat it goes on without you yeah you trip fall Fall, that beat going on. Just leave it. La di da di di. Does not <laughs> stop for survivors. Uh, goes on. Yes. Uh, okay. So uh, what's new with you? Uh, well, clearly not the beat, because that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. No, the beat is way ahead of us. It's <laughs> like it's got a good head start. The the beat is. Yeah. <laughs> beat the beat us to it. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, not that much. Uh, yeah. I wish it would warm up. I wish it would warm up too. Because I feel like. So we're in agreement May, on that point. I feel like May is just long enough for it to be shitty. When it's you so know, cold. especially the end of May, you know, you can get a snowstorm first week of May. Yeah. It's not pleasant. In, in Vermont. It's not pleasant. Where we are. <laughs> that you can get not. one. Yeah. But by the end of May, shit start warming up. I mean, up. like, I'm noticing that, like... There should be no snow, no frost like in June. Like, flowers that typically are in bloom at this point are just, like... Yeah. Well, I worried, I worried the other night because our... Maybe we'll give it a second. <laughs> our plum tree is in full, glorious bloom. It looks beautiful, by the way. Bloom. But bloom, you get a freeze bloom, after the bloom. Yeah. Uh, all the leaves, all the flowers fall off, and you don't get any plums. Okay. And that's happened like the last three years. Right. Yeah. Flowers came out, got a frost. Bye bye. Bye bye plums. Bye bye plums. Bye bye plum tree. Uh, and then it's just sad because they grow about as big as the end of your Pinky. little finger. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then just fall to the ground. You're like, <gasps> could you use the seeds to plant new plum trees, or does it not like? Is it like an apple tree where it doesn't really work like that? It it doesn't. Uh, the way this 
uh, tree propagates. Tree, if, you go to, if you grow an apple tree from a seed, it's like the shittiest apple you've ever had. Well, don't tell Johnny Appleseed that. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't growing them for apples. He was growing them for cider, which you can still make with shitty apples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, all that kind of eating fruit, that's been genetically modified to suit our taste buds. Yes. Uh, every every single piece of it. If you enjoy a peach, a plum, a mango, a pear, a, any of that a stuff. A royal gala. A royal gala. A Braeburn. A Braeburn. It's love, a Braeburn. I love a Braeburn. A Braeburn. Uh, a Fiji. Ooh. Yeah. Your turn. Your turn. Uh, golden Delicious. Ooh, nice. Uh, hmm. I think, oh, Macintosh, of course. I was about to say, you also Damn. skipped over the obvious uh, one, Red Delicious. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Macintosh. Uh, Granny Smith. Granny Smith. Oh, yeah. That's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, I like that one. I could win. I could win. Uh, crap Apple. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. All right. What fine. else you got? <laughs> fine. Fine. I'm giving you a weak win. Pink Lady. Ooh. All right. You okay. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Pineapple. Pineapple. Oh. Pineapple. Oh, come on, Mom. <laughs> Pineapple. Uh, Is that noise? Yeah. So, so yeah, all that, stuff's been, all that stuff's been properly modified to suit your taste buds. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, so they grow about as big as your pinky, and you get all excited because you're thinking, oh, we're going to have plums this year. I'm going to make some plum jam. Yes, pinky I'm gonna plums. Be, I'm going to be throwing plums at the neighbors. I'm going to have so many plums because it's just like a gajillion plums on a tree. You think, I, we're going to have a plum fight? You're just going to throw <laughs> rotten plums at my enemies. That's right. Not the case. No. Uh, they just fall off the tree. It's kind of sad. Dismay. So they're just all, all in one shot? So that's what's new. And they're just a and I'm like a bit, marbles falling. I'm, yes. You dumped out well, of a bucket. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Oh, the way it propagates is is it around the tree base it shoots up new little little uh, runners that shoot up. Sure. So from the root system it shoots off new trees. Okay. That's how it happens. That's how. That's how they. So they're all connected. Well, like you can, a, you like can, a, you can take a, them. There's another tree that's sort of like that. That well, is a, like an ash or an ash. Well, funny enough, like they've just discovered uh, this woman who does uh, what do you call it? Research, tree, tree, tree research, tree search. She's a horticulturist. Uh, it's it's more scientific Plant than that. Life. Biologist. Yeah. I know there's a word for yeah, it. Yeah, there's a word for it. It's escaping me right now. <clears throat> anyway, she, she's recently. I she hates being <laughs> <laughs> A botanist. <laughs> uh, she studies trees and how they how they work and how they. Arborist? No, she no, no. It's it's more of a scientific thing. Anyway, suffice it to say. No, no. I've got more guesses. She had a whole, like, huge field of trees, all planted separately. Kick ass. It was quite something. And they, uh, they, they covered them. They shielded them from each, from all the other trees in a in a certain way. And they gave magic food to one of the trees in, in a, and included some sort of a radio 
active isotope. Right. So they could trace where that, where that food went. Right. With this over. And they discovered that trees would share food. Interesting. That is really like interesting. all the trees would share food. Like or? a tree, a tree that was getting less, fewer nutrients, would be shared nutrients from other trees. If their roots were connected, not just in general. No, it, they planted separately. Planted separately. Yeah, in other words, they didn't shoot off of each other. They planted all these trees separately, but they found that eventually their root systems connected in a way that allowed them to share nutrients. Interesting. Very interesting. And it was typically mature trees that didn't need it to, you know, sort of quickly enhance their growth. Sure. That would share it with younger trees that were sort of struggling to grow. Aww. So trees are socialist. Mm, I don't know about that. They, like, for example, I don't think the redwoods were sharing with the ashes too much. I think they're oh, racist. so they're racist. Pretty much. They're, they're socialists, but they're racist. <laughs> well, they're, you know, you could say that each family is socialist in the sense that, you know, families tend to take care of their own. Okay. Uh, you know, you don't make the, you know, except in China, you don't make the children work. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, you let them. You know, you pay for their schooling, you pay sure. for their food. Yeah. Uh, you know, you consider the fact that they're having di- they would have difficulty finding work at four or five, and uh, it's limited the work they can do. I mean, they could lick stamps at the post. I'm just saying, there's options out there. There are, and the Chinese exploit them. Yeah. But <laughs> but here we run a more socialist family network. Right. Yes. Uh, that is interesting about the trees. Where'd you learn that? Uh, I think it was You've been doing t- your own botany? Huh? <laughs> no. I will not be accused of you that. You're an accidental florist? I will not be accused of that. Uh, <laughs> I watched a TED Talk. Ooh, neat. Like so many others these days. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's another interesting thing that I've been thinking about lately. TED Talks? Well, just how we are disseminating information. Like, there was a thing from the sort of... I want to say, well, as, as far back as we know, uh, like the way information gets disseminated, Sure. it was a big cultural sort of revolution to have radio, television, news media, that kind of stuff. Sure. But it is limited, funny enough, in the amount of... Time you're willing to put into it? A, in your attention span. Sure. And the the things that television and radio think that they have to do to keep your interest. Sure. Which is, you know, give... Give you only sensational media all the time. Correct. Right. Because they're competing with other forms of media. But it distills it distills information down into these almost worthless little bits. Like for example, if you hear about something going on in uh, 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 what's uh, Syria? Sure. What's that country Obama liked to bomb? Syria. Yeah. Uh, if you find out about things going on in Syria. 
you know, you get about two-minute story on the news, on yes. the major network news. On PBS News, which is like the, you know, news for boring people. Sure. Right? Uh, you might <laughs> News get, for people who like news. You might get a ten-minute segment on Syria. Okay. So you, you know what you can learn in ten minutes? Especially when most of it is filled with images? How to fry an egg? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. But you just can't get very much. It's certainly a complicated in-depth... Make moonshine? Yeah, you certainly can't get a history lesson of Syria. Sure. Or or our or the world's relationship with Syria. John Garfield. Yeah, you might be able to learn. Uh, I got more. Uh, you, but but you wouldn't learn how to fill a man <laughs> or what color. But uh, essentially, all the things that you're describing, completely trivial things. Sure. Yes. Uh, and you're absolutely correct. That's <laughs> so what your you knowledge can... of Syria, Syria becomes trivial. Yeah. Right. And you think it is non-trivial. Because you learned it on the news. Because uh, you learned something about it. Because someone, when someone says Syria, your ears suddenly perk up now. Like, uh, you wait just, a minute. You think I know you, one thing about this. Uh, well, kind of. Uh, but and you sort of get whatever. <laughs> I'd like to open my mouth and remove all doubt of my ignorance now. Exactly. You get sort of some editorial slant from whatever the editorial slant the news media have, but you have no way of putting that into context. So you can't assess its veracity. So you have no ability to understand whether, you know, once, you know, a thing could be completely anomalous to the situation and you wouldn't be able to know that. And it could be shown to you as if that's the way things were. Sure. And that's exactly what does happen. Right. So you get a, this very warped, distorted perception of what the news is, propaganda. Exactly. And as the... I'll start working on some posters. Uh, you should. Uh, you'll be right up there with them. Uh-huh. Because the news media has largely turned into propaganda, turned back into propaganda arms for political parties. And so you, you're just getting, you just can't put it into context. And the only way to put new information into context... Yeah. Is to have a story and... Hopefully a fairly accurate one, but an in-depth one about how the world really works. Okay. So, all right. So let's say I'm ignorant of Syria. Okay. Watched my news story. Sure. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm smart enough to know that I don't really have enough context on this situation. Which, A. To make an informed judgment about anything. To make an informed judgment about anything. Uh, which is basically how I approach most news stuff, you know. So, like, you know, people will try and talk to you about some political thing or something that's going on. And my edge is always to, like, yeah, I saw that. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know? <coughs> well, you're, but, you're alone. You're, you're most people, I think, especially in this day and age where we sort of, everybody knows, hey, folks, that's green. That's a, that's a, you that's give a, a little hunk of That's a special shade of green that tells us to go. A little toot toot. Jeez. Uh, it's rare that both lines are in a daze. <laughs> I know. Uh, Less rare. <laughs> so, I think because of the ubiquity of information mm. in this current technological society that we live in, people feel 
Just because they can know everything, they know everything? Just because they can know everything, they should know everything. I see. In other words, when somebody comes up to you and says, Hey man, have you heard about this blah, blah, blah? The answer is yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, now, I have. please let me stare at my phone for five minutes and I'm completely yeah, unrelated. I've got to run no. to the bathroom yeah. real quick. Uh, but let's talk about that <laughs> when I get back. I'm stuck with the overwhelming urge to shit. I will be gone for five to ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think people do feel the need to, for know, to know about things. Okay. And I don't think that's always been the case. I think sometimes people will go, no, I haven't fucking heard about that. Please enlighten me. Sure. Yeah. And it was not, uh, it was not a, a, an admission of your, of your gross ignorance, or your stupidity, rather. It's always been an, ignor- an admission of your ignorance. Sure. But ignorance is not stupid. Yes. Stupid is stupid, and ignorant is ignorant. And I think that we, because of the ubiquity of information, we've become to equate ignorance of a, of a thing... With stupidity. with stupidity, and that's simply not the case. But because that's in the zeitgeist, we sort of feel we have to, ha- you know. So we, so we like these sound bits. We like these little takes, and because we all sort of have a, a, what would you call it, a worldview going into the thing, we want to get our little bits from the point of view of our uh, of our tribe, of our political tribe. Sure. So you know, we listen to. You know, whatever news media or, you know, we Facebook has tuned it in for us so that we get the you little sound bite, so that we get the little sound bite that fits our little political worldview. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to really know anything about it or speak in depth about it. And those sound bites have changed the language. Like all of a sudden you start yeah. to talk about the same thing the same way. Everyone's well, Yes, to, yeah. in the same tribe. Now yeah. the other tribe talks about it in a different way, and has a, and ha, by the way sees things in a different way because they've been working on their own little insular sure. uh, world view of things and way to explain it. And, and that's right. why we're divided as a nation. The and <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I agree with you that like you know I mean so you gather an information bias and then you doesn't matter what other people say like well and you're not interested in developing in depth that story sure you're interested in quickly shutting up your opponent right so that if you're and and at the same time appearing knowledgeable about a subject if you're even going to discuss it at all like if you're even going to try you are not going to discuss it no, you're not. You are going to discuss around it. You are going to discuss the sound bites. No, I understand. Because that's all you know. But I mean, know. like, that's if you even bring it up with other oh, people. Oh, yeah. You know. There is some fear to bring it up. But, you know, people sort of will bring it up in the context in which they think everybody's going to nod and agree. Yeah, that's true. Although, like, you do get people, you know, like, you do find that if they have any sense that you might challenge your idea like their idea just for the sake of challenging the idea and having a discussion you might even agree with them sure you know? i do that all the time sure yeah uh People but hate just it. but yeah i know it <laughs> doesn't doesn't go <laughs> doesn't well for me, me any, either doesn't make me any friends but, yeah but you know just to challenge the idea and be devil's advocate <laughs> and you know maybe uh, learn something about maybe the topic. learn something having that discussion uh you like people will shy away like people shy away quickly from that 
you know, something that they brought up, something that but they there's say. But there's a very you know, good reason the, for that. Right, because they don't want to be exposed to not knowing very much about the Correct. situation. And they only know the sound bite. So right. they can't really defend the, the stance. They can't really put their, their sound bite into a, into a well-articulated worldview. Right. So, and I think that's problematic. But what we are starting to see... Yeah. The, the very inklings of yes. is two police is an appreciation of longer format media right <coughs> and it's and it doesn't work when people are trying to win points the longer format media it doesn't work so that's why the the sort of television news format that we've been operating under for the last, you know, 50 years sure. is weak in that regard because they don't give anybody enough time to articulate a position. But in sure. long format, you can articulate a real position. You can listen respectfully to someone who disagrees with you's well-articulated argument. Sure. And you can think about, you have the time to think about a response and to articulate your response. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I think podcasts are doing so well. Right. We turns out that fucking Joe Rogan... Wink, can, wink. Nudge, I know, nudge. I know. I'm, like <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's why Joe Rogan can get people to listen to his drone, endless droning voice for three hours. Sure. You know, he has interesting guests, and it's not his endless droning voice fairness to Joe. It, it, <laughs> he's, he's funny. <laughs> he, well, he's funny and he and he has a smart and he sure. has interesting guests on. Right. Guests he doesn't always agree with. He lets them articulate their position and talk mm -hmm. and he treats them respectfully. He's not trying to you know, win gratuitous points sure. against them. He's trying to understand their argument so he can see if it modifies his worldview. Yeah. Uh, or if, or if maybe they have a point he hasn't considered yet, or you know, and that's what we need to do as a culture, or we were going to end up with another fucking president like the one we have, who's just a twit, a tweet twit. That's the depth of his, you know, that is the exact antithesis of a, of a well articulated argument. Right. It's just, it's essentially a, a word burp, <laughs> you know. And, I was going to use a much more crude analogy, but yeah, that's, word yeah. burp is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it, 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 you know, it just, it's like the first, it's like, it's like, it's like turrets. It's like, tweeting is like turrets. Sure. Now, some people who, ha who are really funny... Right. You know, and have a good sense of humor. Have funny turrets. Right. right. Exactly so. The first thing, you know, like you get a good comedian and and their sort of brain is because they are trying to write jokes all the time and do comedy and... Right. And Watch out for that. Yeah, I see that. Dip a, dips they do. Uh, they, they do comedy and they're, they're in that, you know, their sort of brain and whole psyche is in that mode. Yeah. Uh, they can tweet out some funny shit. Little one-liners that make you laugh and think at the same time, you know? Usually not very I deep. I don't like to laugh and think. I know. 
Well, and usually they won't make you, and so you don't have to worry about that. In fact, for the for the most part, you can just laugh and you can skip the thinking. Cool. So so you don't even have to worry about that. Um, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't make you a good citizen. It doesn't make you an informed voter. I think it is time to bring back the notion or reinstill the notion. This is going to be hard to do. But it should be, we should have a little bit more, we need a little bit more of, I don't agree with what you say, but I would defend to the death your right to say it. Well, certainly, certainly the attitude of free speech, but also, uh, I bet most people don't know if they agree with what you say because they don't take the time to listen to what you say. Right. They cut you off so they can interject their witty one-liner that they learned on C-SPAN or CNN or... Right. MSNBC or Fox News. Right. So, so, you know, I think there needs to be a little more an effort made to understand your opponent's point of view and the subtleties of their argument, the steel argument, not the straw argument. Right. So that, so that you can discover if maybe there are ideas you have not considered. And I bet, at the very least, it will make you less recalcitrant about your positions. Sure. So, and it it also might help you, it it might prevent you from being able to demonize someone who disagrees with you. Right. Because what you realize is, is that they may disagree with you on a subtle point. Sure. But in most ways, they agree with you. Right. You know, but you never yeah. get to subtleties when you're shouting. Uh, or that, yeah, or they agree with you on almost every other subject except for one. Or, except for one, right? Yeah. Exactly. Or, uh, or, or that there is a validity to their position. Right. You know, like uh, you know, the abortion debate's a good <laughs> example of how something has become so uh, polarized. Yeah. I guess is the best word for it. Yeah. Polarized that you can't. Uh, you can't. You nobody's really talking in reality on that thing anymore. Sure. Yeah. You know nobody's really discussing the fact that that it could be uh, it could be a viable position that at some point someone if you're in if you're in the if you're in the you want to allow abortions. Sure. Uh, camp. Pro-choice. Yeah, I wanted to avoid that. Sure. But yes, that's how <laughs> Here it's... Here in the I want to love abortions. Maybe, yeah. maybe they picked the pro-choice thing because uh, it's easier and quicker to say. Well, they did in particular, but also because uh, it, it suggests a, it that a... someone who opposes you is against you having a choice right. or is saying your own body. Sure, okay. It's more politically charged than that, I as see. is... Pro-life? Sure. It's like, oh, yeah, so you're against life. You're then. anti-life. You're anti-life. You like abortions, you're anti-life. Uh, you so... Just kill everyone. <laughs> wipe the whole species out, why don't you? Anti-life motherfucker. Anti-lifer. <laughs> uh, and neither of those things are, are true. That's why they right. uh, Yes. Uh, that's right. 
Uh, so, so they're people who, because they're so pro-life, they're so pro-life, they're so pro-life that they feel the people need to sub- attack Planned Parenthood. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's how pro-life. And, and you could look at the other side and you could say they're so pro-choice, they, <laughs> they you know, they're so, they'll let you just kill your baby. <laughs> right. You just exactly. wipe it. Yep. Exactly. Uh, it's okay to, you know, it's okay to, to kill an infant. Yeah, you know, thirty seconds before it's born. Yeah, but uh, but not a guy who murdered your family. Curiously, right? <clears throat> yes. Anyway, right. that's the whole point. You're trying to demonize your opponent rather than understand their perspective. Work to come to a political arrangement, a social sure. arrangement, essentially for a very difficult and thorny issue. Sure. Uh, yes. We want to simplify those issues so we can just paint our opponents as demons. Right. And win the day. But it's complicated. Yes. Yeah. And it can't... And it can't be... Oh, stalled. Oh, really? Yep. Saw the shake of the car. <laughs> the telltale shake. Man, the people, are in, like, people uh, are in dreamland today. Yep. Is a uh, hat on? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, no, difficult and thorny issues that require anyway, much But I thought. want people to shut the fuck up and listen to other people for a change. Sure. I don't know. No, I do. Seems... I do. It's causing a real problem. Seems And we're going to end up with more and more people like the, the, uh, orange man in chief right now. <laughs> if we don't... Orange man. <laughs> if we don't fat, fat, man, fat orange man in chief <laughs> yes if we don't start taking the time because that's what you know he's a polarized guy yes he and does just, like creating the divide yeah and just imagine you know and Bernie Sanders is is the you just know, as just bad as bad on the other end he wants to demonize his opponents uh, certainly Hillary Clinton wanted to demonize it. you know we're going to get these these more and more, you know, Hillary was such a bad candidate. Right. The orange man won. That's yeah. how bad she was. That's phenomenally bad. Yes. Because he's terrible. Right. Yeah. So, you know. I think they're all terrible. And and also what it means is. And that, I think they're the devil as well. Also what it means <laughs> is that a very small number of sort of uh, people who can. Uh, hold their uh, political biases in check. Right. Are going to be the ones who essentially decide who leads the country, but their choices are going to be among uh, uh, giant... (laughs) Douchebags and a turd sandwich. sandwich. (laughs) Yeah. And that's all we're going to see come to the fore because anybody with a reasonable or nuanced position is going to be ignored. Right. So the only people who are going to be listened to are ones who shout pithy who are, one-liners. Who are sensationalizing. Right. Yeah, the moment. Uh, and then it's just a matter of, you know, how, who can worse demonize... Are they going to let you uh, go, too? Yeah, they are. Who can worse demonize their opponent. Right. And, you know, in this case, uh, you know, Clinton was, you know, they managed to... to you know, temporarily demonize uh, Clinton. Sure. And next time that, you know, they should be successful in demonizing, it shouldn't be hard to 
demonize the other guy. Demonize uh, it is. the orange man. Yeah. But you got to put up a candidate who's, you know, so what are we going to get? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Civil War in like 10, 15 years? Uh, it could, we could see a breakup of the country to some degree. Mm. Neat. Right on. Right on. <laughs>